You're looking at six players that I think you should buy low walking into week two. Guys that are very, very undervalued and all the risk is baked into their current cost of entry, not their old draft value. These guys have all declined in draft value since draft day. They are bargains right now, some more than others. We're going to break down all six of these players and more. The fantasy, you know what? Scratch that. We don't, we don't do six. We don't do we don't do light work around here. Let's add two or three more, at least big name players at the end of the video. The Fantasy Football Show. It begins right now. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. This is a pretty critical show because coming out of week one, you have a lot of knee-jerk reactions. Now, there are more players in this that I like in terms of buying low, but I really like all six of these guys on screen. The more underrated ones over here, they got a little more to prove. They could take a little longer to bounce back or get to where we thought maybe they would be. And these are the big dogs over here. The three best buy low players walking into 2022 week one from a higher level perspective. And let's kick it off with Tyreek Hill at the top this guy was a mid to late second round pick in in early 2022 drafting late 2022 drafting walking into week one mid second to late second round value week one doesn't change anything for every one of these guys even damian pierce we'll get to him in a minute tyreek hill in my opinion, is going to be inconsistent. He was kind of that way at times in, in KC, right? Tua will be okay. He'll be okay because when Tyreek Hill steps up, Tua will look good. When Tyreek Hill doesn't step up to carry him, Tua will look okay or mediocre or below mediocre. But Tyreek Hill will get his, at least to the degree of the cost of entry right now, which might be, I would say he went from 15 to 20 overall before week one to probably 24 to 28 overall if we're talking and equating draft value if drafting today to previous value walking into week one. Now, if you own one of these guys like Najee Harris that I'm completely worried about, Derrick Henry, who I think is going to drop off big time in 2022 at some point, if not already, but I think he'll have probably a bounce back week too, I imagine. If he doesn't, then you know, you're going to be even more panicked and it's going to be hard to get rid of him. But right now, do you trade a Derrick Henry or a Najee Harris, who I think you need to trade right now off the back of the news that he could play week two and I don't know that we're going to see that play out. And even if it plays out, the guy's got a Liz Frank injury, which is an injury to this part of the, the foot here where it feels like this thing's separating. It's a career ender in some cases when it's a grade three. He has a grade one, but he just re-injured the grade one and he plans on playing on the grade one, which according to my calculations means... Yeah, that's going to maybe leave a mark. I'm trading Najee right now. And if I'm wrong... I'm wrong. What I'm about to tell you will make it still break even for you. When you're wrong on a trade, when you're trying to get rid of somebody you're worried about, you want the trade to either be extremely in your favor because you're right and the worry was justified and you end up being right about the player busting or getting hurt. Or if you're wrong, you break even because you went and got a player you also like or players you also like. Go get rid of Najee Harris right now. Get Tyreek Hill. Get a Brees Hall thrown in. Get Tyreek Hill. Get a Kenneth Walker thrown in. Get Tyreek Hill. Get a Damian Pierce thrown in. The same thing can be said for Debo Samuel, who people are judging coming out of week one when they played literally in a swimming pool, and people are judging this man who still had a rushing touchdown. He still did pretty decent considering, but people are scared of not only Debo because the receiving work didn't feel locked in, but you're also worried 
if you're a doubter and not looking at the situation, that the team is in turmoil. Like, oh my God, you have Debo's workload and you also have the team maybe in turmoil. So Debo is is a guy that I still feel has top 14 to 15 to 16 overall appeal, especially with Mitchell going down there. They will use him as a wide back a whole lot moving forward in ways I think are safe. I don't think they're running him up the gut. They have running backs to do that up the A gap, up the B gap. This is, you know, peripheral stuff, wide back stuff, not running back stuff, wide back stuff. Debo's going to be used a lot. I get Debo and Brees, Debo and Kenneth Walker, Debo, Damian Pierce, Debo and some kind of quarterback upgrade. Maybe you have a quarterback that isn't the best quarterback. You don't love him and you could upgrade into Joe Burrow and get Debo Samuel by giving away Najee and your lower ranked quarterback that is below Burrow. That's how I get rid of Najee. That's how I get Debo. That's how I get Tyreek Hill. Both guys I feel are still second round grades in terms of fantasy value today and both might have fallen to the bottom, bottom of round two, at least Debo bottom of round two, maybe not into round three yet. If you equate to today draft value, if you drafted today, Tyreek Hill is probably top of round three. Buy low right now. And brings us to Joe Burrow, who I just mentioned. I mean, look, Burrow looked fantastic at the very end of that game. In the fourth quarter, he did a lot of damage. He was poised. He led this team back to what should have been a victory, minus that kicking debacle. He did his job. He looked phenomenal. A lot of pressure. He was 7 for 10 with two INTs in the beginning of the game, and people came out saying he looked awful. He looked awful. He he was 7 for 10. It was a horrible game on paper. It was a tough defense that that teams aren't going to see until Watt comes back, so people are going to judge Joe Burrow when they see another team do pretty well against the the Pittsburgh defense because it will be different moving forward until Watts back. Joe Burrow had an assignment that people won't understand if you didn't watch the game. Joe Burrow will rebound. Joe Burrow had two touchdowns that should have went to Jamar Chase that Jamar Chase didn't execute on. Jamar should have had three TDs like 150 yards. He still had a great game. He still had a touchdown, but Joe Burrow could have had two touchdowns right there. Joe Burrow should have had four touchdowns. Yes, four INTs, but four touchdowns and like 400 yards. Go by Joe Burrow on this whatever dip this is we knew people were gonna freak out about Brees hall smitty what's going on with Brees hall this was all expected but we knew we'd also come out of week one where people would still react to it he hasn't gotten a shot yet and people are dming me and texting me on my text line should i get rid of Brees hall what do we do with Brees hall the assignment was to draft him and wait if he was getting the full-time workload entering week one, he'd be a second-round pick. He fell into the fourth and fifth round in most of the later drafting. Yes, early drafters took a gamble on third to early fourth-round value, and that didn't pan out to the degree we wanted. But most people that drafted later or close to later, they got him around four or five. That package is in what we're looking at right here. And if you're not patient, you're going to get burned. This guy's a 439 running back they drafted him to start he's at a top five combine in recent combine history and film that makes me feel like when i watch it he's a generational potential running back you can doubt him all you want you could play the, the the reactive game to week one which you already knew what time it was but you're still reacting to it do what you want i'm buying low i'm holding if i have him Brees hall season will will be upon us soon enough everything i just said about Brees hall applied to kenneth walker people freaking out when he's not even on the field he had a hurt surgery he's back quicker than anybody expected he's gonna play week two if you want to own him buy him now before week two pete carroll loves this guy they're gonna run the ball a ton he's a special talent he's a tackle breaking monster and he's a space navigator like nobody you've seen in open space in a long time and he's gonna catch the football better than anybody expects go buy low on Brees hall and kenneth walker before it's too late this guy's got more doubt 
than he has upside at this moment to a lot of people, but I kind of feel like everyone's too quick to judge him. It's not like he failed. He he got nine carries. That is a problem, and, and it's got to be remedied, or he can't produce. I, I get it. That is a problem, but it's not like he failed. People say he looked bad. He's garbage. He's a trash can. He didn't fail. He didn't get a chance. He looked so good in the preseason. I know they love him in Houston. They just didn't. The game script was even positive. People said, oh, the Texans are going to be down. They weren't. The Texans, like I predicted, will hang with any team on any given Sunday, and I think they start using this kid more, and I think now's the time to buy low, and you can do some kind of like Brandon Cooks or a wide receiver three, a very optimal High-scoring wide receiver three, four, Damian Pierce straight up one for one right now. You can get Damian Pierce thrown into deals like I mentioned earlier when you you go trade away Najee. You get a big-name player, and you get one of these guys thrown in. These are my my top six go-get players. There's more. Buy low on Alvin Kamara, but what works better? You've said avoid him all offseason. I did, Bob, but for good reason. Draft capital, Bob. Draft capital. Everything is about draft capital. His owner's now worried about the rib injury, worried about the off the field problems as well as they should have been on draft day. But now they're like, I don't know what to expect out of Alvin Kamara. Maybe I'll trade him like the, the player he should have been drafted top of round three or bottom of round two. Now you can strike and get Alvin Kamara at that exact value. Now you can trade overperforming players two for one to get Alvin Kamara. The risk hasn't gone anywhere. He could definitely be taken from us mid-season if the full video leaks. Know that. The Ray Rice video leak, the Cream Hunt video leak, these things have a tendency of getting out. But if you can buy low and package in what was acceptable back when we thought he could miss four to six games, three to four games, five games, third round equivalent value, we liked it. One bad game, one week overreaction week one. Now we can go in, swoop it, swoop it, and get Alvin and get him at what is equating to third round value. Top of round three. Cream Hunt's looking pretty good as a sell high. And maybe you sell Cream Hunt for Alvin Kamara. Adding in something else, of course. Maybe a maybe a Waddle, a Miles Sanders, a J-Rob. Combinations of all these players that did pretty well that people are overvaluing right now. And don't tell me, Smitty. No one's making these trades. No one's making trades like this in my league. There's a reason I go over psychology and fantasy football. Order of questioning. How you approach a trade. Some of you are going straight for... Or the trade. Hey, Bob, give me Alvin Kamara. Now Bob's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What did you hear? Let me go look around. Maybe I don't want Kamara to leave my team now. I was thinking about it until I got this text from Bob that says, give me Kamara. Can I have Kamara? What do you want for Kamara? That is the worst way to approach a trade. You might as well tape your offer on a piece of paper and put it on your forehead and walk right into a trade negotiation. Do you negotiate with somebody about a price on something and pull your wallet out with all the $20 bills sitting there and your wad of cash right there on the table and say how much is it don't telegraph what you're doing bob some of you that can't get trades done like i can't trade Najee away smitty for this debo and etn that you talk about smitty, I-, I can't get javante for Najee harris right now Maybe you're right. I would say 50% of my people are getting these deals done. I know because they they tell me. I'm getting emails. I'm getting comments. I'm getting DMs. I'm getting uh, texts on my one-on-one text advice on thefantasyfootballshow.com. 50% of my people are able to get rid of Najee at value that they won't be mad about if Najee ends up playing 17 games and works out. And this injury is a nothing burger. They got value that... 
is equal to that. If Najee works out, then it's even. Both sides of the trade win. If Najee doesn't work out, Najee and Najee's injury lingers into the season and he's out for the year or something. We're preemptively trying to get a jump on this with Najee. That's why I'm recommending you trade away Najee right now. 50% of my people are getting it done through good deals that make them right even when they're wrong. If Najee ends up working out, they're still right. Everybody wins. If Najee doesn't work out, they win. Either way, they win. 50% of my people are doing it right. The other 25, you're probably in leagues that people just don't trade. I can't really help with that. The other 25 that are telling me deals can't get done, it's because of your approach. I'm here to help you with it, but you need to not telegraph what you're doing. You go in, you don't try and steamroll them, and you say, hey, you want to make a trade? I'm bored, Bob. What'd you have in mind? I don't know. What do you got? Let him come to you. Poke around at his best player that's not the player you want. Inquire, get rejected. Make him in his mind say, no, this is my best player. I won't trade that player. Poke around at another player. Make him say no. Or maybe you get a deal done you didn't expect to get done. But he says no. Again, that's my second best player, Smitty. Psychologically, now he's ranking this player you're inquiring about lower than those guys. He's not my best player. In my mind, I'm locking it in. He's not my best player. Okay, well, who, who else do you have? Make him say the words. Well, I got Alvin Kamara. Ah, uh, he's got a rib injury. No, bro, he's fine. Make him defend Alvin Kamara. Make him sell him to you. He wants to prove to you that he does have good players to come get. I'm not saying it works in every scenario, but the 25% of the 100 that are saying, Smitty, these trades just aren't happening in my league. Look at your approach. Look at your approach. Don't tell me they're not happening. 50% of my people are getting them done. Alvin Kamara is attainable at a dirt cheap seller dweller price tag, and I'm seeing it get done. Christian McCaffrey. People are worried. People that spent top five value are giving up Christian McCaffrey right now at value even I'm going to go get. I don't draft McCaffrey. I don't draft Henry. I don't draft Kamara, but I will trade for them after you drive the car off the lot and knock about five grand off the total. Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, two very good go-get players that are big names right now. The same kind of deals that could land Kamara can land CMC. You're trading your Nick Chubb or your Kareem Hunt. You're trading a Nick Chubb and a wide receiver that popped off. You're trading a Nick Chubb and another player that popped off. You find some poor sap that's got Kyle Pitts and you buy low on Kyle Pitts. You might even find somebody that's got CMC and Kyle Pitts. Maybe you're sending Kelsey for Kyle Pitts and Alvin Kamara and you throw in someone that maybe did well like James Robinson and people are making deals like that all day long. I see it all day long. I know people that don't get to see it are like, I, I haven't seen it. If a tree doesn't fall, Smitty, did it really fall? It did. I assure you I heard it. And you got to poke around and offer enough trades to get a deal. Accept it because it only takes one owner to accept a trade. And if you tell me these deals won't happen in the comments, I'm going to ask you, have you ever done a deal, Bob? Have you ever done a deal that you instantly regret after you accept it? The answer is yes, you have done that. We've all punched the button on the trade and we regretted it. The moment we did it, we take it back five minutes later. We do anything to take it back five minutes later. So don't sit here and tell me that it can't be done. Go out there and do the work. Buy low before week two on everybody I talked about. Adding in Kyle Pitts, adding in Christian McCaffrey. Yes, I said it because you're buying low. Adding in Alvin Kamara. Oh, 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 oh. And probably, it's funny, almost ended the video without adding probably my favorite buy low right now, Austin Eckler. Ah!
I'm not worried about Austin Eckler, not at low first round or top of second round value. And don't tell me he can't be. I'm tired of having this conversation, this one-way conversation with you, Bob. I'm seeing people steal him away at similar packages that I talked to you about. And in those weird cases where you've got Kelsey and they've got Kyle Pitts and you can get two for one, people do it. It's weird. I don't know why they do it, but they do it. People freak out after week one so badly. It's by low season for the first couple weeks of the NFL season. It, it just is. In fantasy football, it's by low season. Weeks one through four. We, sometimes week one. Sometimes weeks one through five. As much as I love Stefan Diggs, you can trade Diggs for an Eckler. You can trade Leonard Fournette and a Gabe Davis or somebody. I like Gabe Davis, but you could trade two of those guys for an Austin Eckler right now. I see it happen every single minute. Eckler, Kyle Pitts. Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, the original six I talked about at the top of the video. Go get them. Go buy low. Get it done. And don't forget to get on over to the fantasyfootballshow.com. Get your one-on-one on-demand text advice, bold predictions, rankings, trade calculator, articles, all that good stuff. And be sure to get on over to Underdog Fantasy. Use promo code SMITTY to get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Don't let your season rely upon the players you drafted in regular fantasy football drafts. Add some of these props to your fantasy football and and NFL viewing goodness where you can do these five-time multipliers, put like 10 bucks down to win 200 by picking five overs or or two unders and three overs. There's nothing more fun than doing these props in addition to your fantasy. Go to Underdog Fantasy, link in description. Use promo code SMITTY. That link down there will link your promo code automatically, get you a match up to $100. Go do it. Don't forget I'm live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, and I'm live whenever there's breaking news. Get out of here. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Take a lap.